The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today, and we are one week away from a very important, well, actually not even a week. We're only, yeah. uh, how many days is that? Till, till Thursday. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is. Five days away from boot camp. That's exciting as it can be, Sam. It, it is. It is. And, and there's so many things that we could have talked about tonight is in regards to boot camp. Um, whether you listen to this during the day or during the evening, we can always have a topic on boot camp. And... This one, we decided just to kind of go with something that's from our website a little bit, didn't we, Robbie? Right. When you look at the boot camp experience, the way we describe it is Masculine Journey Boot Camp. Basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them. Passionate warriors for the kingdom of God. And it's based on, of course, John Eldridge's wild at heart. That's right. That's right. And so that's, that can be a little confusing. Right. Like, what does that mean, <laughs> given permission? I don't have permission to be a warrior. but I. And when I went to the first boot camp, I really did not understand that phrase. But then all of a sudden, I began to see that I had not given myself. It was really my own bondage and self-inflicted um, legalism, actually. Self-inflicted legalism that was causing me not to have the freedom to, to be the passionate warrior and, and actually... According to John Wayne, I was dead as a beaver hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, which we're going to get to that here in just a second. But sometimes, you know, you when you go to that experience, you may have been fighting really well and fighting passionately, but fighting at the smaller story. Not, right. re- not really fighting in the larger context, which is something we also talk about a lot at boot camp and have, have done shows on the, the topic here that, you know, fighting on the small battle when there's a bigger war going on and that we had a, a, a bigger place or a bigger role to play in our family, in our community, at our work, whatever that might be. But back to the John Wayne clip. We can't tease him too long about it. Can you tell us a little bit about this John Wayne clip, Robbie? Well, go ahead, Jim. You look like you wanted to chime in there with something. I was just thinking in terms of the being, wanting the fight and going into the fight. And once upon a time, I really identified with the guy in the red badge of courage by crane and that you know i get a little wound and spread blood all over myself and now i can fall back to the rear and not be in the forefront and i think that's a lot of guys out there you know i want to look like i've really been in the battle but i don't want to get hurt yeah and and there's some fear there's there's a lot of different things that go into that um and to set this clip up you know john wayne uh, has a lot of different neat quotes. If you go look online and you say, what's the, the, the most famous, a lot of people will pick this one. It comes from the movie The Alamo and where he played Davy Crockett. And at this point in the movie, it's pretty obvious that they're all going to die. And so am I dying for something that is worthwhile? Am I, have I spent my life on the right things? And part of the reason I use this clip, honestly, Sam, was that as I was thinking, man, 
if there was some way I could just impart to somebody listening today that this experience that we have at these boot camps can literally change the dynamic of your relationship with God in that you can get into the fight and that you can get into doing something that will make you feel alive again. And here's how John Wayne put it to the people fighting at the Alamo. I'm going to tell you something, Flacca, and I want you to listen tight. It may sound like I'm talking about me, but I'm not. I'm talking about you. As a matter of fact, I'm talking about all people everywhere. When I come down here to Texas, I was looking for something. I didn't know what. But it seems like you had up my life, and I'd spend it all either stomping other men or, in some cases, getting stomped. Had me some money and had me some medals. But none of it seemed a lifetime worth the pain of the mother that bore me. It's like I was empty. Well, I'm not empty anymore. That's what's important. To feel useful in this old world. To hit a lick against what's wrong or to say a word for what's right, even though you get walloped for saying that word. Now, I may sound like a Bible beater yelling up a revival at a river crossing camp meeting. But that don't change the truth none. There's right and there's wrong. You gotta do one or the other. You do the one and you're living. You do the other and you may be walking around, but you're dead as a beaver hat. Now, now Vinny, we were talking before the show. Your grandpa actually probably got that quote from, from Davy Crocker back in, back in the past, didn't he? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I said your grandpa probably got that quote from from Davy Davy Crockett back in the day. Probably, but uh, this is throwing me for a loop because I thought I was coming to a double feature of John Wayne, and here I am talking about freedom. And I'm not too sure, Robbie, if you're right that he was Davy Crockett. Wasn't Richard Widmark David Crockett? He was Sam Houston. But in any case, we'll discuss that later. Well, uh, you, you uh, had Jim Bowie that I think got you confused, the guy with the big knife. And he was in the movie too. But, but, and, and yeah, there was, you're, right. you're right. I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but freedom, you know, when you get down to freedom, my years up until I was about 25, 30 years old, I thought I had freedom. But what I had was really protection from my family. I could do whatever I wanted to do or what I was told to do, whether it was good, right, or wrong. I had protection. I didn't get freedom until I left my family, my immediate family, and had to make a life of my own. That's when freedom really takes over. You know, you can I handle all that's ahead of me? Marriage, children, uh, a number of things that comes with growing up. And freedom is very, very hard to keep. There's always somebody looking to take it away from you. Uh, I was one of the lucky ones. I escaped that, and now I'm free as a bird, a pigeon. Uh, obviously, yes, a pigeon, because that's, that's special <laughs> to your heart. And freedom is really something that can go right along with that, is the freedom to be who God called you to be. That's right. right? The, the freedom who God designed you to be. And there's lots of things that do get in the way of that, Jim. You were talking earlier that, you know, sometimes it's maybe some of the echoes of the past. 
You because know, I don't think a lot of little boys start out saying from the gate, hey, I, I want to fall back and not get hurt. But when you've been hurt over and over again, it's easy to want to go there sometimes. And so sometimes we're fighting against history or sometimes we've, we've chased after some of the wrong causes. And I think the biggest hurt of all is, um, and Robbie was making a joke earlier about we're talking about free dumb and being <laughs> dumb. And most of the hurt came from the choices that were were bad, mm-hmm. not, you know, random things happening to me from outside. Those I could take. It was when it was I was the one at fault for the pain I was feeling. And those are the ones I run from. Absolutely. And there's the opportunity, Sam. You know, we're there for four days. You know, we come in there Thursday night. We'll be there Friday, Saturday. And a time that we can really get some tough questions to go take to God. But most importantly, the thing about boot camp and where freedom really comes in is that when you get, when you have a connection with God and, and you go out through those covenants of silence, and he actually takes you back to those places where you put yourself in bondage. And what Jim is talking about, I can remember, you know, I had a suicide attempt that I could not face up to until like the third boot camp that I came to. But God keeps taking you to these places where he wants to give you that freedom. But what man takes the time to go out there and, and take himself through a process of three days to have these tough places that you put in and then go out there and be alone with God and, oh, then go have some fellowship, go fishing. And now let's go back at it again and see what we can uncover in this um, quest for freedom. There's so much that happens on those weekends. And I know that, Robbie, I can't even count the number of boot camps that that you've been to or I've been to or any of us have. But, Jim, I know you've been to ones that, you know, we've all done. You've been to some in Colorado. But uh, have any of them ever been the same? No. The And the one thing that is the same, and it's the most important thing, is the time with God. Right. I have had many powerful encounters with God while at boot camp because we're intentional about you spend time alone with God. And even the stuff that you're spending time alone with God is often not the same thing as it was the time before. Exactly. Even if it's the same topic, you've got different things going on in that. That's what I always find so amazing is if you go to a boot camp, you're going to hear basically the same talks each time. Now, you may hear it from a different person, and so it's going to come from a different angle. You may hear it from a different experience point with that person who may have done it before. But that's not the power of the weekend. The talks are are, are nice, and, and they do lead you to some questions with God. But God does something unique every time that you're there. And that's what's really cool is not knowing what that's going to be. You know, is he going to awake some passion in you? Is he going to break down some wall of legalism or of something the enemy's kind of placed there? You know, what type of freedom are you going to walk away with this time? And, and one of the most significant ones for me, Sam, was actually for my relationship with my wife. You know, we have the whole beauty talk and, and that kind of thing. But God really took me to a place I did not realize that I really did not have a clear understanding of how to love my wife well um, or, or exactly what that meant. Um, but these boot camp experiences made a huge difference. And, it, and in making a difference in my marriage, it made a difference in me as a parent. 
and boot camp's one of those topics like retreat that get thrown around and we're intentional about not calling it a retreat because it you don't retreat <laughs> you, you, you enter in and sometimes you retreat in the arms of god and let him just kind of love you through some things but it's it's very much about understanding who you are as a man understanding more about how god created you more about how you reflect god's image I mean, some just some really eye-opening things. With my first one that I ever went to, there was just so much freedom of purpose that came. I had been chasing a lot of the wrong purposes in life, and I, I think that it's easy to continue to do that, but God continually reminds us, hey, I've got a bigger story here. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the freedoms, the perspectives that we've gotten from boot camp, and here's some great clips, one from William Wallace and one from, I can't remember the name of the other movie... Ah, uh, it's free grazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. You come back and listen to us. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Dealing with our masculine hearts, and what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? That's why I could not be more excited about what's coming up November 3rd through the 6th. The event that realistically changed my walk with God more than any other thing other than coming to Christ initially was a boot camp. Yes, the team from Masculine Journey Radio is having our own boot camp. Four days, and it's so affordable. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Early bird prices are in effect. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's right. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about becoming the man that God created you to be. And that sometimes life has tried to strip away from us. Definitely the enemy has. And sometimes we've actually kind of given it away ourselves. And so I'm going to go to a clip before we talk about any other questions. And it is from the movie Open Range, as we discovered during the break. (laughs) (laughs) None of us could remember it. We love this clip. And in this this clip, you've got Kevin Cosner, who plays um, kind of this last of the cowboys he's a he's a free grazer uh along with um is it that's no, not robert de niro it's uh duval robert duval robert duval and what's happened just prior to this one of the guys that was with them their good friend had gotten killed and by this uh basically conglomerate that's taking over the cattle industry in the area of this man and so he's trying to chase off these free grazers and, and, and interestingly if you know growing up in the west yeah the whole idea of fences were really repugnant to somebody like my father who was born and raised in Colorado where it was freedom. There was freedom to take your cattle wherever you wanted to go. So these free grazers, would, you know, they'd bring in their sheep or whatever, and the, the people with the fences were going crazy because what does this mean? You, you know, the land is mine. I, you know, it's, there's, they were legalists, and there's a picture of legalism that, that's in this clip. Absolutely, and you also get to hear men questioning, what can I really do about some of this? Now he asked you twice. Ain't gonna ask again. Hey, Bill. It's all right. These are the fellas that saved my dog. 
couldn't serve him if they saved Jesus himself. Mr. Baxter'd have my job. Baxter the owner? That's right. Give me a bottle, I'll serve him myself. You know I can't do that. No offense, personally, I don't stand with others around here about free graces. There was a fight in your store about a week or so back. Some of Baxter's men jumped our friend. There's a big fella. Yeah, saw the whole thing. That big fella drove the hell out of the mother three. Broke one's arm. Be a gun hand named Butler, would it? That's what they say. <clears throat> Felt bad about your friend. See, all right. He's dead. It's too bad. Seemed like a nice young fella. Shame what this town has come to. You could do something about it. What? We're freighters. Ralph here's a shopkeeper. You're men, ain't you? I didn't raise my boys just to see him killed. Well, you may not know this, but there's uh, things that gnaw out a man worse than dying. So as you guys listen to that, you know, there's there's obviously something going on there saying, hey, you can rise up and you can do something here. So I'm going to move away from that for just one second and ask what sounds like a little bit of a different question. But what's some things that God really awoke in your heart at the first boot camps that made you more passionate about something? That made you really say, "Hey, there's something I can go do here." Right, Vinny, you had something you want to talk about. Yeah, my very first boot camp. Uh, Robbie actually talked me into it. Uh, I did it out of our friendship. I didn't. I wasn't thrilled about going away for a weekend or the four days, but I went and. Uh, I heard Sam. I heard a lot of people talking. And I was so impressed at what they were talking about and how they had the freedom to speak about something that I wouldn't dare speak about. And I looked at them and I said, my goodness gracious, I'm living in a closet. That's the way it should be to have the freedom to talk about what was wrong uh, in your life or marriage or whatever it is. Uh, I was highly impressed with it. And the quiet time actually brought me to God. And I was thinking about the talks that all of them said. I was never exposed to anything like that. Well, I'll tell you, that first boot camp and meeting these people here, right here, sitting here right now, Sam, Robbie, and Tim, Jim, they have literally changed my life. They gave me the freedom to think for myself what was right and what was wrong. And I want to thank you guys right here on the radio for helping me with my life. And that's part of the deal, Sam, is we, we become brothers. We do. And we enter into this fight 
and as uh, as I think about that question in my own life, Vinny, um, I had no concept of no, I was uh, I had no concept of who the enemy really was that I was supposed to be fighting. Right. It looked like my wife a lot, occasionally my kids, <laughs> certainly my boss. <laughs> Sorry about that, Stu. Not I didn't. <laughs> 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 I got Howard to laugh on that one. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, I realize that God has an enemy, and that's my enemy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I always thought, like John Eldry says, you know, that it was me and God on the stage, and if things were messed up, it clearly couldn't be God. It had to be Robbie. But no, there's another. It's God's enemy. And beginning to understand that and understanding the points of attack was a huge part of the freedom that came into my life, and I'm, I'm sure Stu, my wife, and other people you know, can appreciate that as well. well they're, they're probably thanking, <laughs> thanking the Lord for those. Jim, did you have a thought on that? Well, I was thinking of my first boot camp, which was in 03, and it was when my wife and I were on an adventure going to Alaska. And it's really the first thing, this was after we'd been married 30 years, it was the first time I ever really felt that close to her. And then I went to the camp, left her in Washington because of our breakdowns while I went on to Alaska ahead of her. But I heard about the beauty Mm -hmm. and saw the struggle I'd had all my life with that. And then because the way things went, I had the opportunity to truly, for a season, lay down my life for my wife and put her first. And that changed our lives together in a big way. Oh, I can imagine. I There was so much for me at that first boot camp that just, I, I don't even think I have the words for it, but it, it started with seeing Jesus in a different way. You know, I'd grown up in a, a very good church, a very loving church, but they, they preached a lot about God's love, but never really thought about Jesus being a warrior. I mean, that may sound silly, but I just had never really been taught that you know it's Jesus meek and mild and you know we always had the pictures of him and the sheep and the little kids and and yeah that was true but I never got the rest of the story and so when I could see Jesus differently for what it says clearly in scripture that I'd never really noticed and I could see myself differently that I was made a lot more in his image than I thought I was you know because I I was comparing to this incorrect vision of him you know and so now I have a lot of what I got a long room to go <laughs> yeah, in this process, but it really helped me just to feel so much closer to him because things that I identified with, I didn't think that Jesus would identify with. Exactly. You know, and that was the beginning point for me was just seeing a different relationship there and seeing him in a different light. And then just God just blew my mind through the rest of the boot camp just with all the talk about the uh, warfare, about the beauty things that I had done wrong, things that I had no clue about. And it was just pretty amazing. And each one, although I'd say that was probably the most eye-opening, that may not have been the deepest work that God did in my heart. That was just a lot. He gave me a lot of knowledge at that one and some healing. But boy, at some of these, he's really went after some deep, deep issues that really need to get fixed. And I'm so grateful that he's done that, that you know we have these opportunities to get away and, and let him love us through some of that stuff and have guys around us like Vinny and Jim and and Robbie just to kind of say hey yeah I need some help here you know just to pray for him when I'm out here with God yeah and it's coming up just wow it's five days right November 3rd 
through the 6th, of course, you can go to Masculine Journey Radio. And, and I couldn't urge you. It, wives, give your husband the gift of gifts. You know, um, kids, whoever. If you, you know, whoever you're related to. Maybe there's a nephew or something. But, of course, the quintessential clip is is the one that we're, we're picturing this. Is this a picture, William Wallace? Is this what Jesus looks like? I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. Kills men by the hundred. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. <laughs> I am William Wallace. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? And we will live. Die. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom! Fine speech. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. <laughs> Going to pick a fight. And that's what Jesus did against the establishment. He picked a fight for our freedom. And what's really cool about these boot camps, when you go, is I don't know what God's going to do for you there. I do know he's got something there for you. And so if you can all come, just go to maskandjourneyradio.org and register. It's 169 to go. That includes all the meal, meals, the, the place to stay. Everything's included in it. If you're unable to go, help sponsor somebody else to go. There's men that want to go to this, and we don't ever want to turn anyone away. So if you have the opportunity, go to Facebook, and you can donate there. Or you can do it from our website at maskandjourneyradio.org. And we hope to see you at boot camp this coming week.